0: because I, I, have, I have the confidence from fitness that I can achieve whatever goal I set my mind to. And I pretty much just took that same mindset and applied it to, to my life in entrepreneurship.
1: Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name's Apple Crater, and I'm your host. Today, we're sitting down with somebody in the fitness space. This guy's a fitness influencer who is doing some really massive things at a young age. He's really making a huge influence and has a six-figure business in the process. His name is Will Tsang, and he is the skinny survivor. Okay, so he works specifically with guys who are very skinny to help them really shape their physique and build some muscle if they are just starting out. What we're talking about in the show is really how to grow your online following. Your online presence uh, because it's something that not a lot of people know how to do. Wheel drops some very valuable pieces of information throughout the show that that you can really use to grow your social media following very quickly and and things that he has used to gain tens of thousands of followers on Instagram in a relatively short amount of time. So if you guys want to know how to build your personal brand, build an online following in whatever you are passionate about, whether that be fitness, health, business, entrepreneurship, whatever you are passionate about, this is going to be a very valuable episode for you. And there's going to be a lot of, of really key takeaways that Will is dropping throughout the show. So be sure to stay tuned for those. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Will Tang, the skinny survivor. Welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, doing very good. Thanks, Apple. Awesome. How are you, man?
1: I am doing. I'm doing fantastic, man. It's a wonderful day to have a wonderful day. So today in this episode, we've got William on the show. He is um, known online as the Skinny Survivor, and he's got a very interesting brand that I really want to break down. This is the first fitness influencer that we've had on the podcast, so it's going to be a very interesting episode all around, whether you are interested in fitness or just the entrepreneurship side of things. So, Will, can you give us a brief like 30-second intro as to what you do over at the Skinny Survivor, what that brand is all about, and what you're trying to build over there?
0: Mm Hmm. Uh so as the name suggests, uh we help skinny guys, particularly guys who wanna build muscle, gain weight. Um so we focus on that that niche market of, of skinny guys who want to transform their body, who want to be more confident, um, build more muscle and, and uh yeah, so, so we focus on pretty much serving that market. Uh whatever we the content we create, any products we create is is all for the skinny guy.
1: Okay, solid. And when did you decide that was the the path that you wanted to go down? Was there some kind of life event that happened for you, or or what mm-hmm. really inspired you to want to serve this market?
0: Uh, so, I personally was a very very skinny guy growing up. Uh, in uh, high school, in college, um, I was very skinny. I was about ninety pounds wow. uh, in, in American units. Yeah, so. Um, I think it was a very it was a very hard time for me because of how skinny I was and, and the treatment I got from being skinny was something that spurred me on to start this brand uh, because I know exactly how it feels to be a skinny guy and to have things like getting bullied, um, getting mistreated by people, and and not having the confidence to sort of express what you really want out of life because of your your physical body is something that I felt you know is. is is definitely something people need help with to move them forward in in any aspect of their life.
1: That's very interesting because I, as as a high school student, actually had a very similar experience. I went through this is not something that I've talked about before on the podcast, but I had an eating disorder for about two mm-hmm. years where I was uh, really really underweight. I was yeah, right around 100 pounds and about mm. six feet tall, so it was not a not a good scenario to be in at all. Pretty much just skin and bones, but i can I can definitely feel for you on some of those things where do you think this this expectation comes from for guys to have a certain body image or have a certain body shape like where do you think this comes mm-hmm. from, and do you guys do anything in particular to sort of I, I i don't know I don't know like work outside the box or are you mostly just trying to help people fit into this stereotypical body type mm. i
0: think I think uh, I've spoken a lot about this it's It's definitely the mass media um yeah. it's what It's what we see on the magazines, it's what we see online, it's what we see on the newspapers when we walk to billboards. You know, when we go in the supermarket or grocery shopping, we see these magazines of these super ripped guys who are in perfect shape, like perfect condition all year round. And it's just a very unrealistic uh, expectation that that we need to meet. So uh, I personally, I always always express that we don't need to, to, to meet that expectation. But at the same time, um, I, we, we, we help skinny guys in the fact that uh, if they're going through some sort of, if they're being held back by their body, hmm. I think that's the best time when, you know, you want to you improve your body, when you want to transform your body. But it's not, it's not really about meeting that expectation that we see in the mass media so much.
2: Hmm
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's a really big distinction to make because yeah, there, there are these unrealistic expectations that, that are being set everywhere. And if you're just striving to meet those, you're never going to be satisfied. So I think it's really important Definitely. to have those attainable mm. goals and to be able to set realistic standards for your, mm-hmm. um, for your clients, for your students. I don't know however you refer to the people that you mm. work with. So how how did you first get started in this space? So like you said, you were a skinny guy. You were facing some, some ridicule, some bullying for that. What made you want to to make a change both in yourself and then in, in the lives of other people?
0: Um, so I, I think it was a spur of events. Um, it, it was majority of high school. I feel like uh, there was some main some things said about me, mm-hmm. uh, some, some, some events that happened in my life if I can go, go raw and, and give an example, yeah. uh, you know, one day uh, I was in this, this physical altercation with another guy, but it wasn't really something I started mm. uh, and, and it was just an event where the, the guy pretty much took, phys- he, he took physical do- dominance over me. So he started beating into my ribs and mm. um, yeah, it was just, it was just nasty. It was just a, a case of bullying um, and, and everyone around was really laughing. So, I feel like that's the one thing I really remember is uh, not having enough strength, not having enough physical strength, but also mental strength to be able to, to, to sort of protect myself. Uh, and so that was, that was one moment. Another moment uh, I'd say is being a skinny guy. I found it really hard to date and, and, uh, and attract women, which is, is, is not a problem now, but before it was a, it was a big problem for me because um, a lot of the girls, I remember one girl saying to me very directly, she said uh, she laughed at me and she said uh, when I asked her to go out with me, she said um, she laughed at me and she said, you're skinnier than my best friend who's a girl. Mm. So yeah, that for me was, it was one of those moments, uh, one of those moments where I just clicked that I needed to transform my body, that I needed to get stronger mentally and physically and, and, and uh, change my life.
1: Hmm. So what were some of your first steps to progressing down that path? And, and what were some of your, your strategies that you, that you tried to implement once you had these really impactful moments in your life?
0: Hmm. So I just started reading whatever I could. And I feel like uh, this is what I do in a- any aspect of life. Like I just try to learn as much as I could. But the first couple years, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, ah. I was just going on YouTube, watching videos now. And I think these, some of these guys uh, who, who have the ability to watch YouTube and, and Instagram and Facebook and all these awesome uh, social media platforms, you know, have it really good because I think back when I started, I, I only really had YouTube back then. Uh, we only really had YouTube. So I was, I was just looking at free resources going on bodybuilding.com, mm-hmm. some blogs and articles, trying things out, experimenting for a long period of time until I realized what actually worked for my body.
1: Hmm. So it was a lot of just experimentation for you and really just like going out there and reading as much as you could and then figuring Mm. out from there, like applying different things and really using yourself as sort of like a human guinea pig in a way.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much like that. So I'd say I spent at least three to four years just experimenting until I finally found a mentor, my first Mm. mentor who actually took me to the next level, who actually leveled up my body.
1: Hmm. And, and where did you find that mentor? Was it through like a like a website that you just mentioned, or or was it through a connection? Or how did you come in contact with that person?
0: So uh, my first coach was Christian Guzman, who is now a pretty famous uh, fitness celebrity on on, on YouTube. But mm-hmm. back back when uh, back when I applied for his coaching program, he was still starting up on YouTube. Uh, but that was my first coach, and and that was my first kind of dip into to mentoring and and, and someone. Who, who's who's done it to show me the ropes, basically.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people aren't willing to, it sounded like that was that was definitely a paid mentorship opportunity. And a lot of people, when they're starting out, even if they've been going for a while, they've been bootstrapping it. Like you said, you've been going for like three or four years. A lot of people aren't willing to make that leap into actually investing into a person to, to show them the way uh, because they might not see the value in this. They might not think they'll get a return on that. They might not think it'll be valuable to them. What made mm. you want to actually go out there and like invest some money into this, this transformation that you were making in yourself? Like, What was that? all about and why why do you think you did that
0: Mm, I think it was uh it was it was a case of being so frustrated that I would spent so much time trying to get results and not seeing the results uh, just happen for me and and it just eventually came to the point where I had to think outside the box and think what can I actually do to gain the knowledge I need from someone who's already done it Mm. so I use this I use this to this day, uh, whatever area it is in life, I need a coach. I need a mentor to show me the ropes because I've learned uh, that it's just a complete waste of time to spend like like I did for those years as a guinea pig trying to experiment all these things when I could have just got someone who's done it, who has all the knowledge to just give it to me and, and speed up that process.
1: Yeah. And I think that's so huge because uh, I always look for patterns in the successful people that I interview on this show. And one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones is just the presence of mentors in their lives because trying to do it yourself is is just so much harder. Like uh, one of the examples <laughs> that somebody gave me was like, if you were trying to get like New York to San Francisco, you could get in your car and just drive west and just drive west and drive south. And then eventually you might make it there. Or you mm. could get a phone, you could get a map, you could get something that would actually show you the quickest route from getting to point A to point B and not mm. getting stuck along the way and getting lost and ending up at who knows where. So I think mm. it's just really powerful to have somebody Who's, who's gone through what you are trying to go through and the transformation that you're looking to go through and who can really just show you like what it took and how they did it and how you can really cut, cor- well, not cut corners, but really just get there in the most direct way possible. So I think that's, that's really big. And and a huge takeaway that I think our, that I think our listeners should, should be getting from this is that it does pay to invest in somebody who has done what you want to do. And I, I just can't speak highly enough of that have there been any other mentors for you or, or was it mostly just this one guy?
0: Um, I've had quite a few mentors, uh, at least in the fitness, the fitness realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, I, I had a coach called John Otis Hollywood. Uh, he was a very good coach. I had uh, Lee Constantino who is uh, a very, he's a, a British champion. Wow. Uh, that was one of my coaches. So I've had a few coaches. I've had some uh, personal trainers in the gym as well. Um, and I've, I've, I've just really, if it wasn't mentoring, if it wasn't one-on-one coaching, it's, 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 it's learning off other people online as well. Mm. So, yeah.
1: What are some of the best places that you do that? Is it mostly YouTube, mostly forums?
0: Um, I I would start with reading books. I'd start with YouTube, you know, everything, you know, whatever resource you can pick up. Even if, if you're looking for more scientific research, you can look at PubMed. You can look at uh, examine.com, all those um, more scientific-based sites. But I, I think, I mean, YouTube is, is has some really good content right now. I've been looking at some of the videos and, and the explanations are really good now.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, 100%. The the barrier uh, to entry on YouTube is stepping up so much because the the, mm. the value and the, and the production value that goes into content is just getting so much higher that, that mm. I mean, honestly, like the good content is definitely rising to the top. So 100% agree with you on mm. that so so you were pushing through uh making this transformation in yourself for like three to four years and, and you said you weren't really seeing any results whatsoever so so how mm. were you motivating yourself to, to keep going because a lot of people they if they don't see results in like three months they'll stop so how were you uh motivating yourself for like three plus years to, to stay on this
0: mm. um so I, I i wasn't seeing results in terms of i kept spinning my wheels. Like I would go from skinny, very skinny to skinny fat. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go from skinny fat to fat. And then I'd go from fat, I'd cut down all that that body fat. But then I I get skinny again, even skinnier than I started, which is which is the Jeez. funny thing. Like and and at that time I was so frustrated. I was so, so, so angry because I'd spent so much time and effort. And I was going to the gym six times a week. Wow. Uh, I was training till midnight. I wasn't sleeping, you know, and, and I still wasn't getting results. So I just got so frustrated, but I think the the main thing that spurred me on to keep going, even when it got tough, was the pain that I was feeling and experiencing at the time. And and I tell skinny guys this: they understand that they have pain. They the ones that that have the most pain, I believe, if they have the mindset, they will go the furthest. Mm. Um, because if you can if you can channel that pain and and turn it into your success, you can go very very far. So you know. I was extremely, extremely frustrated and in pain that that people were treating me like this belittling me as a skinny guy. And um, yeah, that just hurt so much that I that I just knew I had to stick to it. And I, I, I had 100% belief as well. I think that's very important. You need mm-hmm. 100% belief that you can achieve your goals and you will achieve them.
1: 100%, 100%. Just having that that internal, like you said, belief and, and the ability to push through when when things are tough because they will be tough. Now I want to sort of transition into the fact, we're going to flash forward a little bit to the place where you've had a bit of a transformation and now you are going on to teach other people how to do mm. the same thing. So when did that get started for you and what was the sort of switch that made you want to transition into teaching other people how to go through what you've gone through?
0: Mm. So funnily enough, I, I actually didn't study uh, personal training in university. I was doing, uh, I, I studied a Bachelor of Interior Architecture. Interesting yeah, which is very different, uh, uh-huh. it, because i've I've always had this kind of creative side to me. Um, so I, I did interior architecture, uh, but I, I was I, I liked it, but I wasn't passionate, you know, and, and during the time when I was studying, I would always kind of sneak out to go to the gym, and uh, the funny thing was, in the last year when I was finishing up, when I was graduating, it, we were in the last week of um, of, of graduation uh, assessments. And I was submitting my final assessment, and during that time, I was actually competing. I was actually, um, <laughs> I was actually getting ready uh, for the stage, which is which is really stupid at the time. But uh, wow. and I got an email from uh, one of the tutors saying you should be more focused in your studies. So yeah, <laughs> that just kind of that just kind of shows um, that I wasn't completely focused on, on interior architecture. And I always fitness was always a passion for me.
1: Why did you why did you to study that?
0: Uh, interior architecture. Yeah, yeah. So as a kid, uh, I always I always really like architecture. I really always like big skyscraper buildings, and I and I was a creative. I've always been a creative guide. So uh, yeah, I thought that was my outlet. Um, but it, you know, it, it changed over time. But I I still enjoyed it for sure. Um, just the creative side of it.
1: Hmm. very interesting very interesting so here you are you're competing you are finishing up your finals and you decide to uh start creating content or 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 what was the sort of first thing that you put out there when you were trying to teach people how to um transform their bodies
0: Mm. so i I didn't actually start instagram to maybe within a year ago Uh, before that um i started with a website Mm. it was a really dodgy website um and I just try to sell. I just try to sell any personal training to anyone. Hmm. Uh, it didn't go really well, so so I spent a, I spent another couple months trying to figure out how I was going to make this work. And then I had this I had this um this kind of FOMO fear of missing out sort of thing. Mm. And I was picking between the two paths. You know, one path I had this sort of more safe um, nine to five job in an interior architecture firm, which I did for three months. And then at the same time I had this kind of dream that I wanted to create, which was this online fitness business. So at the time it was really, really hard for me to pick which one I wanted to do. Yeah. And it took me, it took me at least a year to make a decision. Uh, but eventually I, I did make a decision and uh, I just, I just rolled with it.
1: Wow. So, so after you had that dodgy website, how were you getting traffic to that website Were you like running ads on it? Were you just telling your friends about it or what was the strategy yeah. there?
0: there was no strategy. (laughs) So I I had no idea about basically anything to do with business. And um, like at the time, I was was still kind of in university as well. I was just Mm -hmm. finishing up. So it was just something on the side that I never really thought about. I just thought, you know, at the beginning, I just thought if I put up a website, people are going to come, but no one, no one really came. (laughs) So yeah.
1: (laughs) That's, that's fair. That's fair. And yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> tricky to drive traffic to websites, uh, especially when yeah. you don't have like a super large following, like you said. So mm-hmm. you had this website, you decided to go all in on your fitness business. What did that look like at first? Like what, what did, what did you start doing? What were you selling? Mm-hmm. How were you making money?
0: Um, so at the beginning it, it was really slow,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because I needed, I, I, I started initially with, with a business coach okay. and, To be honest, he he wasn't good at all. Um, He gave me very old school strategies. Mm. He just wanted me to cold cold call everyone, you know, sell them on the phone without knowing who they are. And um, I did that for about six months and I picked up a few clients. I picked up maybe 10, 15 clients. But uh, I I eventually just burnt out and uh, because I just had to keep calling, cold calling, and it was just not a good strategy for myself. Uh, So eventually burnt out and then, for a period of time, I took a break off online fitness. I had to, I had to rethink things because I I had this feeling that I didn't know whether or not I could succeed in this business. Mm. I had these doubts, Mm. you know, these, these mental barriers, um, you know, entrepreneurship, is it really for me? Should I go back to that safe nine to five job, you know, give this dream up and, and, uh, you know, I had voices around me telling me things as well. So made it double as hard. Uh, but, Eventually I, I just gave it another shot. I just said, you know what, I'm gonna give this another shot and I'm gonna go all in. And if it if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But I, I went all in and eventually I found my, my mentor now, uh Vince Delmonti. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just just really the big picture has come and, and it wasn't like that before. And it's kind of similar to fitness as well. Like once you get the big picture, once you get the the, the, the blueprint.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, everything's easier. You mm. you start to
0: get that belief. But 100%. at the beginning, you don't have that belief because you, you don't know what to do, you know?
1: Yeah. So did that confidence, did that confidence come from uh, finding that good mentor? Or, or where did you find the, the ability to push through all of that doubt that you were having?
0: Mm. So I've always applied my mindset in fitness to mm. whatever I do in life, whether it's mm. business, relationships, whatever it is. Um, because I, I have, I have the confidence from fitness that I can achieve whatever goal I set my mind to. And I pretty much just took that same mindset and applied it to, to my life in entrepreneurship.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. That's a very interesting uh, connection to make. What are some of the parallels that you see between fitness and entrepreneurship?
0: Hmm. So, um, I got this from a a mentor, uh, in the health space and Mm -hmm. his name is Yuri Alkin. And he pretty much said there are three things to be successful in your fitness business. And I think this applies to fitness as well. Very, very, uh, it's very, very crucial. Uh, right. one thing is, is uh, at the top of the pyramid, it's a pyramid. So at the top of the pyramid uh, is your tools and strategies, which is important, but mm. not as important as the lower levels. Yeah. And then you have, uh, your beliefs. So do you really believe that you can achieve this? What are your beliefs? Are they positive Are they negative? Do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, mm-hmm. uh, and then at the bottom is your mindset. You know, how do you mm-hmm. think? You know, do, do you give up at the first sign of adversity? You know, in your fitness goals, they're very similar to in business as well. Um, most people, uh, they they face a, a challenge and they give up straight away. You know, 100%. And it's it's it, it, it's so similar. Whether it's fitness, your fitness goals, or your business goals, if you if you have a great mindset and you can go through that the struggles, um, then you can come out on top and i've always believed that
1: yeah, I mean that mindset is so so big because like what what you perceive is is what you project onto the world and really mm-hmm. what manifests for you so i I totally agree. That, that your mindset really does dictate so many of your outcomes and just really so much of your life in general.
0: It's, it's just like you, Apple. Like, um, I mean, if you didn't have a positive mindset, you wouldn't even come on this uh, this podcast, you know? Exactly. You talk to complete strangers on the <laughs> internet, you know? But you have that, that gross mindset, which is why you, you get shit done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just really does come down to, to being able to adapt and to learn new things and to really just not get complacent with where you're at. Because mm. I mean, the whole reason I started this podcast was all of this information was just being drilled down people's throats of like, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, mm. work there for like 45 years, and then go retire to Florida and die. Like that was the mm. mindset <laughs> yeah. that I just over and over and over. And I'm like, there's, there's got to be a different way. I know people personally who are doing things that are far from that norm, making... Uh, Mm. millions of dollars online and Mm -hmm. nobody's telling those stories and nobody's like like telling young people about all the options they have so it's really it's really important to to have that growth mindset and be able to adapt to the new information that you take in and not just be stuck in your ways so i i think that's really a, a really essential thing to keep in mind. Now, when, when you were just starting off with your business and it was really getting some success, was your business model mostly just like individual one-on-one coaching or were you selling information products or, or what did that look like at first? And then how was that transitioned into where you're at today?
0: Mm-hmm. So I originally started out on one-on-one coaching. Okay. Um, I picked up some clients, got some experience and even I was I was training them from home as well uh, for a period of time just to, just to learn, you know, my craft and, and, and sort of you know, uh, build communication between me and the clients. Eventually uh, now I've I've sort of transitioned into more like a courses and digital products Mm -hmm. Uh, with even your page investing simple and and some of these, these entrepreneurship pages, I think it's helped so much because uh, the the information they're putting out is great. Um, You know, the ability to sell a digital product and, and just put everything you've learned into a course that someone can can receive at at the other side of the world, I think it's just amazing. It took a while because um, I needed to learn this this whole o- online space and, and all this, you know, these these pages on Instagram and how you can create digital products and all stuff. But originally started just one on one, and then it's it's kind of transitioned into both of both digital products and and one on one now.
1: Mm hundred percent. And like, there's just so much ability for you to, to really impact so many more people with something that's scalable, like a course, as opposed to like one-on-one where you're the bottleneck for everything. Like if you can put all this information into one package and then just send it off to people, that's, that's extremely, extremely valuable. And yeah, like uh, platforms like Instagram just make it so easy for you to share information with people and to really get your name out there so that you can uh, end up making a good amount of money from these digital products. Mm. Was were were your mentors uh, very influential on on helping you establish that new business model, or was that something that you sort of came across as you looked at other influencers in the space and, and what they were doing?
0: Mm, uh, I think it's a combination of both. I think uh, reading books has helped me. You know, I, I can see some books over there. The 10x rule, <laughs> you know. But yeah, reading books has been is has been a game changer for me. And it was it was actually a habit that I, I really hated reading books hmm. until. Maybe six, six to twelve months ago. Really? Uh, And it wasn't until then I I couldn't read even five pages of a book. Um,
2: Just no attention span. Or or what?
0: Yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it at all. Like I just felt like a chore. Hmm. But um, at the same time, I knew that it was what I had to do in in order to gain more knowledge. Um, And I just I turned it into a habit. I you know there was a there was a famous thing I, uh, famous thing i read which is if you do something for 60 days it becomes it becomes a habit so i just mm-hmm. went by that i and i just kept reading for 60 days i tried 5 pages for 60 days mm-hmm. and eventually it became 10 pages 20 pages then i started i finished my first book um, yeah and and it felt <laughs> like an achievement but after wow. that just yeah gained what more book was knowledge. that do you remember the first book i read was i think it was Uh, rich rich dad poor dad or rich one of those
1: rich dad i love both those books but yeah rich dad poor dad's been really influential on me and it's one that comes up time and time again with all the people that i have on the show uh it's it's Mm. it's such a good ground level entrepreneurship book that really just does illuminate so many different options that you have available like like with this podcast Mm. it really just does show show a whole nother side of I, I mean the world to, to a lot of people. And that was really my first exposure to the world of making money not at a nine to five job. So I think that mm, book has really impacted a lot of people. Um,
0: completely flip the switch.
1: Yeah, exactly. A lot of people give it crap because they they think it's too basic, but I think if you are just starting off, like it's exactly, it's exactly what I needed. And I've heard Mm. from a lot of people like yourself, like it it really does flip a switch somewhere that that shows you all the opportunities that you, that you now have available to you. So Mm. as, as your business grew, um, have you, have you started to bring on a team or is it mostly still just you doing everything?
0: um i i mostly outsource um the jobs um i use things like upwork to mm-hmm. find freelancers uh fiverr but uh i am planning on getting a team where i can sort of have face-to-face contact um but yeah we'll, we'll see what the coach says um mm. i just take marching orders from him <laughs> um but yeah uh, at the moment just outsource everything and uh I'm only doing five percent. I only focus on five percent, which is creating content, mm. um, and yeah, trying, to, trying to, trying to get new clients on board.
1: Hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. I, I just stumbled upon the amazing world of online jobs. Thanks to a mentor of mine. But it's basically like the Fiverr of the Philippines, where you can hire people mm-hmm. there, where the standard of living is just so much lower, and it's just so mm-hmm. cost-effective to to hire people like video editors or social media managers, and, and just really get uh, your money's worth for for the work that they do. So I think that's been a, a really big thing. And yeah, finding ways to just focus on the five percent that really has the most leverage, and that you can really. Uh, spend your time the most efficiently doing it ha- has been really effective in my business as well. And I'm totally, totally with you on Amazing. that. Can you talk about some of the other uh, sort of challenges that are faced by skinny guys? Because I want, I want people to feel like if, if they are a skinny guy that this episode is really talking to them and that it really does make an impact on them. So can you fill us in on a little more of, of the challenges of, of being somebody in that position and, and some of the other sort of struggles that they might face?
0: Mm. I think with the skinny guy, I think um, it's not really so much the physical side, Mm. but it's it's really the mental side, uh, the psychological side. Uh, Personally, I haven't been mentally strong when I when I've been skinny, but I know that there are many skinny guys who who are confident and who 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 are powerful men. But I think majority of skinny guys is a limiting factor. Uh, so I feel like, you know, one of the main things I, I, I find is that when it comes to achieving goals for skinny guys, they have a lot of doubt, they have, have a lot of fear, um, and, and mental resilience, I think, is a, is a big problem. And, um, you know, I understand that because when I was a skinny guy, I, I, I couldn't stand up for myself, you know? No. And it, it, took, it took years of, of training myself you know, in the gym and I've I've done martial arts as well. So I understand that these things can help build you physically and also mentally. And I feel like that's the most important thing is to build your mental resilience, to build your fortitude. And I feel like one of the main struggles of skinny guys is, you know, the the amount of doubt and also self-hate. I Mm. think that's a big one. Self-hate, you know, hating their bodies, hating, hating waking up, you know, looking in the mirror and, and, and feeling like a stick, you know, and, and feeling weak and frail. And, and, and uh, especially with the mass media, like we said, it all reinforces it. You know, every single day you're waking up seeing the mass media, these ripped jack guys getting the woman and you're kind of feeling inadequate. Mm. So I feel like it's such a, it's such a, it's such a pain every day to wake up just being a skinny guy, seeing all this stuff and, and that fear of missing out as well. That fear of missing out, like what, how would I feel? How would my life change if I actually had a great body?
2: Hmm. You
0: know, and then, and then it's that negative self-talk again and it just keeps repeating. So, um, you know, all this stuff together makes it, you know, very hard, you know, and I've talked to a lot of senior guys who, who similarly like myself have been through a lot of depression. Um, you know, so this, this kind of, this psychology, this negative psych- psychological, uh, barrier can also lead to depression as well. So, you know, it's
1: it's tough. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and I, just speaking from personal experience, I definitely do feel uh, more confident and just more, um, just just more comfortable in my own skin. Uh, having mm. not being the 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 skinny, I, I don't even know. Just just the the position that I was in at that point mm. compared to where I'm at now. It's it's just mm. it's night and day. It's it's so it's so different. And mm. I, I I didn't even realize what I was really going through at the time because I didn't have it that bad. I wasn't really experiencing a lot of bullying, but it was mostly just mm-hmm. the negative self-talk and really just me Definitely. telling myself that I like wasn't good enough for certain things and mm. that I yeah. Do certain things just because of the way my body looked, or or any number of things that I just wasn't able to do. So I think that's really important as well, and, and to just make sure that like y- you don't have to have like a six pack and like rock hard abs to have mm. good um, self talk. Like you can you can be a yeah. good person to yourself with any kind of body, and it is really important to treat yourself well. Because mm. if you're not treating yourself well, how can you expect other people to treat yourself well? So I think it is it's it's really it's really key to be be confident in your own skin know that there are things you can do to increase your confidence but like mm. as you are now you are like the best version of you right now that you can possibly be so like be be proud of that and like really embrace like who you are right in this moment because Definitely. there's no other there's no other person that's just like you in this moment that is living this mm. life so i mean you just really got to be appreciative of what you have and know that there exactly. is obviously room for growth with that growth mindset but like being being good with where you're at now and and not having mm. having that I don't even know, just, just hate and just negative self-talk I think is is really big as well.
0: Um, no matter, no matter. Yeah, I I think a big factor, a big part of it is that negative self-talk. If you can remove that, then I think, you know, that's what you want. Um, you know, I, I was imagining the other day, what if, what if I lost all my muscle right now, would I still be the same person? Mm. And, and I, it's, I truly would, you know, yeah. because that confidence been, has been built. Um, I, I listened to a few pod, podcasts by Andy Frisella. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and he says, confidence is earned. Uh, confidence is competence. Mm. So I feel like it's not so much about, you know, the muscle,
2: Mm-mm. but
0: it's, it's about working on yourself yeah. every single day and, and knowing you've put in that work to transform your body, no matter how small that transformation is how big that transformation is. If you know deep inside, you've worked hard to, mm. to try and transform your life. I think that's the confidence. That's what you get out of it.
1: Exactly. And just having that, that strength and that power to know that like you were able to, to work hard and, and to create a change in yourself and in the world. And, and no matter whether, whether that's some kind of like transformation in, in knowledge or skills or muscle, like knowing that you can influence your body and, and impact yourself and really just do whatever you are trying to do like you can make a change in yourself if you cut that negative self-talk and really just know that that you are worthy of of that change and that you're worthy of better things so i think it's it's, mm-hmm. it's really important for people to know that, that that negative self-talk it's not doing you any favors okay uh, some people might think that they can like uh, shit talk themselves into into making improvements And, Mm -hmm. and that's not, I mean, maybe for like 1% of people, that's the way it works. But for 99% of people, like you uh, telling yourself you suck and telling yourself that you're not worthy of it Mm -hmm. is not Mm going to motivate you to actually go out there and do it. So I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's so key to, to really have that positive self-talk. And I, I know we're stressing this, this point to, to no end, but it, it is so essential. And I see so many people, um, who, who tell me that they just, they, they don't have it and it's really detrimental to so many things in their lives. So, I mean, yeah. Do you have any strategies that people can implement to, to start improving their, their self-talk mm-hmm. or any things that you've seen work pretty well, other than, I mean, obviously, like building a change in yourself and really being able to see that difference has got to be very empowering, at least for me. But do you have any mm. other sort of like smaller, like tactics or strategies that might be good for people just starting out with that negative self-talk?
0: Mm. Uh, I was going to touch on something that that you just reminded yeah. us. Um, it's a famous saying, if you can change yourself, you can change the world. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that's a huge thing. Like if you know that you can change yourself, if you can improve yourself, the, the limit is, is, you know there's no limits uh, but tools tools and strategies uh, it, it kind of makes me think of Gary Vee what he says I think it's all about self awareness mm. I think it's about I think we all have different ways of finding confidence within ourselves for me it was martial arts it was weight training it was reading books it was uh, watching inspirational people listening to to motivational videos and looking up to the greats mm. that's what inspired me but for a different skinny guy, it might be a different thing. Um, you know it might be a simple fact of just getting some exercise uh, every day or, or even you know just just um, I'm not sure, but you know sure. everyone has a different method to to find confidence in, in to improve themselves I, I believe mm. Do you find
1: that that skinnier guys who are looking at these pictures on Instagram of like super buff dudes who are like Mm. super like just ripped, do you find that to be more helpful as to like setting like, okay, this is a place that I could get to or being more detrimental about making people feel worse about themselves? Like with, with the people that you work with, you see this as being more of a positive or a negative, having all these images around us.
0: I think it can be both. Uh, I I feel like, I made a post recently and uh, it wasn't to, to put down anyone, Mm -hmm. but it was just to say that uh, a lot of the guys you see on Instagram, they're on performance enhancing drugs. There's, there's Mm -hmm. no question about that. And I feel like when we, when you're a skinny guy and you don't have much experience looking at physique and and, and working with people, you don't really understand that the, you you think, uh, you know, these bodybuilders like Ronnie Coleman, I had a comment the other day saying, oh, I can get Ronnie Coleman's body in, in one to two years, <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes me feel like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of sad to see that, that that we don't know what's different. We don't know what's natural, mm. you know, what's naturally possible to achieve in a physique and what's nat- unnaturally possible. And that, that perception is, is very skewed. So I feel like, Especially when these guys look at these guys on, on drugs on Instagram, yeah. these skinny guys, they're comparing to those guys. And it's like the difference is huge. Yeah. And I mean, even
2: the, the expectations even the guys
0: yeah. like myself comparing to those guys is, is just, it, you can't do that, you know? And, and to think the skinny guys are comparing, it's just.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you're setting yourself up for disappointment with all these unrealistic expectations. So Mm. I think it is really important to like audit the media that you're consuming and really take a deeper look at things and and really determine, okay, is this something that is actively adding to my motivation to succeed? Or is it something that I'm looking at that is that is increasing my negative self-talk and really making myself feel inadequate because i'm comparing myself mm. to these unrealistic standards. So i think it's a really important thing to let, just audit. Audit what you're consuming. Exactly. Audit the people you're following. Go through them and be like, "Okay, is this somebody who is actively making me feel better about myself or worse mm. about myself?" And if it's the latter, hit that unfollow button because they're not helping you get to the places where you want to get to. And so many people get stuck in this trap, this Instagram trap of just looking up to people who are making them feel like just just terrible about themselves and their bodies mm. when when they mm. can really just Take take a step back and, and look at the media that they're taking in and, and really determine, is this adding or subtracting from my quality of life? Because you have so much control over this. Like, Why not use it to, to better yourself instead of using it to tear yourself down?
0: Mm, 100%. Yeah,
1: I think it's really important. Like you
0: to, said, I, I feel like uh, if it's not serving you, eliminate it.
1: Yeah, cut it doesn't out.
0: It doesn't matter what it is. If it's, if it's not serving you, just get rid of it.
1: Yeah, there's like life is too short for you to do stuff that is not bringing you to the places that you want to get to. And <laughs> like you only you only have so many days, so many hours, so many minutes. Why waste them on things that aren't serving you? Why waste them on things that aren't bringing you closer to the destination that you're looking to get to? Because I mean, mm, it's just, mm. there's just no point. There's no point to that. So no
0: point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll I want to hop into some of the questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for it?
0: i'm more ready than
1: ever all right that's what i like to hear so the first of which is what are you excited about right now so this could be something in the wider realm of the world this could be something in your business could be something emerging in the world of fitness but like what's something Mm. that you are genuinely excited about right now
0: i think what what excites me is uh achieving my goals Mm. i think that for me is huge uh so I, I, I'm a pretty future future guy. I always think of it, I think in the future. Okay. So I'm thinking, what excites me right now? I'm thinking uh, creating more impact within my space. Uh, I'm thinking, eventually I, I want to compete like uh, one of my coaches before as a WBFF fitness model, so that's for fitness. but uh, in every aspect of my life, I'm most excited about just growing and getting better every single day. I think that's exciting enough for me.
1: Mm. hundred percent. How do you set goals? Mm. You said you were pretty future oriented. Like what is your, what's your goal setting strategy and how do you determine what goals to set?
0: Mm. So uh, I, I kind of break it down. My goal for the day, my goal mm. for the week, my goal for the month, then three months, six months, and then 12 months.
2: Mm-hmm. I write
0: it all down. Um, and I, I just visualize it. I, I look at it and, and I just see myself achieving those goals every day. I, I look at them and, uh, just kind of see if I'm on track and if, you know, that's, uh, that's why mentors are so useful because, you know, they'll help you to see whether you're on track or not.
2: Mm.
1: Do you just have one singular goal for each time period or do you have multiple? Um, for,
0: for, for fitness, it's, it's, it's not as It is very concentrated now. So I have a very specific goal for fitness, but for business, I have a few goals. Um, relationships, I have a few goals as well, but, uh, I feel like narrowing it down is, is, is better later on. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, it's just, you got heaps of goals.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And like one of the things that I just did, I wrote out like the twenty six aspects. I got twenty six aspects of my business, and mm. I narrowed it down to just three because I'm like I'm spreading myself way too thin. I'm doing way too much. I just got to pick three things, do those extremely well, and I'm actively cutting out all the other twenty three things that are not my top three. All those things going in the trash, not focusing on those, not worrying about those, and just really going going all in on those top three. And I think that's a really uh, powerful way to just just narrow your focus. So hundred percent. Mm, mm.
0: What, Definitely, yeah.
1: So so you mentioned goal setting, something that's really important to you. What other habits do you have that have served you particularly well? Those can be in fitness, those can be in hmm. business, lifestyle, whatever you want it to be.
0: I think um, fitness has helped me so much. Um, hmm. it's, it's just been something so amazing that, that has added to my life. You know, simple things uh, that I see as simple now, um, but we're not as simple as before. Like eating healthy, just eating a nice healthy meal, Full of vegetables and fruits every day uh getting some nice protein sources in some healthy fat sources you know that has made so, things so much easier and and eating healthy is, is is fueling your body with the right fuel so you can be the best version of yourself mm. so it's allowed me to be more positive more grateful uh more e- more energized for life it's allowed me to perform better so some of these these very simple habits we see as very simple, or that many people struggle with, has is a profound impact on your life. Eating water, uh, sorry, eating uh, healthy, drinking water every day, reading books, you know, talk, surrounding yourself with positive people, you know, yeah. all these, you know, really simple things is, 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 is you know, it makes a huge difference.
1: So if if somebody's not quite sure, like what eating healthy even means, like obviously like whole Mm. foods, but like what are what are some good, uh, just like resources or just like places people can go to figure out like what would be what would be a good place for them to start or or like where where they could even start getting some good information on that? Um, Mm. If they're confused about what eating healthy even means? Mm.
0: Well, I can explain it for them uh, very simply. Yeah. So, uh, in, in 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 what I believe is just eating healthy is I believe uh, I believe in balanced eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't want anyone to be too restricted and, and too strict on, you know, uh, chicken breast and broccoli every single day. I don't <laughs> think that's healthy at all. Uh, so, balanced eating, like you said, whole foods as well. Uh, you know, getting fruits and vegetables every day, getting lean protein sources in. Um, you know, and, uh, what was going to say? Drinking a lot of water and, and having healthy fat, not saturated fats. Mm. Um, that's a, that's a big difference as well. I mean, if you can do these things, you know, you're, you're eating better than probably 99% of the population. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bar is pretty low, uh, as far as like quality of food goes. So yeah, even just making sure you're eating stuff that, that didn't come out of, uh, uh, piece of plastic uh is definitely a good place to start i would say what Mm. what content are you consuming right now you mentioned that you're reading more books lately but um yeah as far as books go podcasts blogs Mm. uh, youtube channels like what kind of content are you getting into right now
0: i can show you right now all right here on my phone you guys can see uh thank you economy all right. I'm not sure if you can see, but I'll read it. Uh, I'm reading Think, Thank You Economy, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. I, just, I just finished Man Up by Bedros Kulian.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Uh, F U Money by Dan Locke. Yep. So, so I kind of I like to, to mix it up. Um, so so I, I normally read more business oriented books on Audible. Mm. And for fitness stuff, I usually go on YouTube and look at more science based. Publications, so I I feel like just having a vast array of resources is is perfect.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Audible. I just got a subscription a couple months ago, and I, I'm tearing it up. I, I love it so much, and just being able to listen to books all the time it's huge. I really, Amazing, yeah, <laughs> I dig it. I dig it especially, a lot. Especially,
0: especially if you if you have a car and you can just drive and listen to it, it's it, it, it's the best experience.
1: Very true. I don't have a car, unfortunately, at this point in time, but you know.
0: <laughs> I don't either. So I, I got a bike.
1: Mine. Gets the job done.
0: Yeah, bike, you put on some headphones, Exactly. It's good.
1: Exactly. So one of the things that I do in my business that I think is a little bit unique is every day I will uh, pull up my DMs and I'll shoot like five to 10 video DMs to new followers that day. Just like random people who started following me on Instagram. I'll just be like, hey, my name Apple. Thanks for following me. Um, this is what I talk about. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And that's something that, that isn't super scalable. Like I'm not just copy and pasting a message five to 10 times. I am saying their name. I'm like personally introducing myself. And that's something that isn't scalable. Like I can't mass Mm. produce that. Like I could like make Mm. a single message and then copy and paste that a million times. That's not what I want to do. That's not a goal that I want to achieve. But like, is there anything in your business that comes to mind that you do that isn't super scalable that you can't copy and paste a thousand times? Obviously like your one-on-one time, your one-on-one coaching with people is is something that would fit in that category um Hmm. but like what are the things that you do that that you think are are super impactful that that can't be mass-produced
0: that's a difficult question um
1: (laughs) gotta get you thinking
0: yeah i I think content generation i i I don't want to to get someone else to do that i think i feel like you know even if i had nothing to do that's what gets my creative juices going Hmm. so i feel like that's I mean, it is it is scalable, but at the same time,
2: it's
1: got your personal
0: touch. Hmm, it's 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 something that's more like a part of me, and yeah. even just social media posts about myself and and me writing them. I think that's I can't scale that because that's my personality.
1: A hundred percent. Like I, I, I don't think I could ever take on somebody to like do my social media for me, just because mm. like it's it's so much a part of like who I am, and I really want to use it to share my story, my feelings, my information, my knowledge with people. And I mm. think that's that's something that that really does have to have that personal touch in order to really impact people in the way that you want to impact them. So I think that's huge. And yeah, man, your Instagram descriptions are on point. Like those things go deep. I get sucked into those, and I'm just like reading those right, for man. like hours. Absolutely. Well, Will, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, where can people go to find out more about you, the skinny survivor, all that good stuff. Feel free to drop any, um, links apps, whatever, and mm-hmm. I'll be sure to link all of those up in the show notes for this episode. So just let her rip.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can find me on Instagram, uh, at uh, the, T H E skinny survivor. So this right. the skinny survivor basically. Um, and for everything else, I just released a free full nutrition guide for skinny guys. So if any skinny guys want to check that out, uh, just go to, uh, your first 10 pounds.com The 10 with a, uh, digit 10, one right. zero so your first 10 pounds.com and you'll get a complete nutrition guide. I put basically everything into it. So if you want to learn about healthy eating, you know, have a grocery list, it's all in there. So I just wanted that to be this this free thing that you guys can use, and fast track all those years that I spent uh, yeah. as a guinea pig. So you know you know, you don't need to you don't need to waste all those years now. You can just go read it and learn everything I learned over the years.
1: Hundred mm, percent, massive massive value drop right there. And, and Will, you've been dropping value bombs throughout the entire episode. You've been giving our listeners so much amazing amazing information. Do you have any? final thoughts any like last mic drop that you want to um share with our listeners today before we wrap this up
0: mm-hmm. i just wanted to thank uh, apple for uh letting me come on this podcast i think it's been amazing to to share my experiences with you uh and i love what you're doing as well with the everything uh the podcast investing simple uh one thing i drop: don't ever give up on your dreams hmm
1: 100%. 100%. That's all we need, guys. All right. That's all we need. <laughs> Will, thank you so much for your time, man. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money. and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me, Uh, they they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately. OnlineCourseExaminer.com. Check it out.